Hello, and welcome to Educators to Educators podcast. I'm Carrie Conover, and this is episode number 78, Using Audio in Distance Learning. Welcome to today's episode. I have a few things I want to go over with you before I introduce our very special guests for today. First of all, three things that you can do to help support E2E. I'm always getting this question. I'm going to start sharing out three easy, simple ways that you can give us a little bump of encouragement and keep this E2E train moving forward. So first of all, the first thing I want you to do is to pull out your calendar and save the date for Teacher Fall Reboot, which is happening October 3rd. It's completely free. It's completely virtual. And the theme for this year's conference is teacher financial literacy. So we're going to talk about teacher financial literacy and student financial literacy, how you can teach your students about being financially literate. I'm very excited about this year's guest. Make sure you have that on your calendar, October 3rd. The second thing you can do is head over to Instagram and find us at educators to educators. Don't forget that's the number two. Follow us on Instagram and of course, engage in our posts. We would love to hear from you. And finally, if you have a few extra minutes, we would love if you left a review about the Educators to Educators podcast. If you loved this episode or a previous episode, let us know what you think. A five-star review would be really great. Today's episode is sponsored by Games in the Classroom. Games in the Classroom is an E2E learning module that you can watch from anywhere. Using games in the classroom drives student engagement while providing a fun and safe environment for students to activate prior knowledge, reinforce lessons, and review before assessments. This E2E learning module will provide you with real-world resources you can immediately implement in your classroom. You'll get real-world how-to videos on how to incorporate games in your classrooms from veteran experienced teachers. You'll get a curated YouTube list to further your learning. And finally, information in a research library, which will help solidify that you should be using games in your classroom. You can learn more about this module at educators2educators.com backslash games. Without further ado, I want to introduce today's guest. Marshall has done many things in his adult life. Originally hired as a math teacher at the Cabell School, he built up the music program there from scratch. In his 13 years at the school, the program went from non-existent to one of the central facets of the program there. Currently best known as a co-host and composer for the Tumble Science Podcast for Kids, Marshall has also worked with the podcast Extra Credit as a composer. In addition to his work in podcasting and education, Marshall has also played with multiple bands. You can learn more about Marshall and his passion for music in the show notes. Marshall currently lives in Barcelona with his family, and so I am so excited to bring you this podcast episode from Barcelona. Well, I'm not in Barcelona. I kind of wish I was. I'm here in Chicago. He's in Barcelona. And today, we are going to talk about using audio and distance learning. Marshall has been working on a super, very exciting project that all of you can use in your classrooms that I don't think you're going to want to miss out on. But today we're going to be talking to Marshall about using audio and distance learning, 
the project he's been working on. And if you are an E2E member, you're going to get his new product for free. You heard that right, guys. You're going to get it for free. So E2E members, make sure you take a special listen at the end. We're going to tell you how you're going to get that coupon code to get his new pod course for you and your students for free. Without further ado, let's talk to Marshall. So today we are talking with Marshall about using audio and distance learning. If you are new to the podcast, um, I love the number three. I use the number three a lot in my classroom. I believe our brains remember things in threes. And so that's how we run this podcast. We have one larger topic, and then we try to have three takeaways that you can take away with you to improve your teaching or your classroom. So we're going to talk first about lesson plan ideas of how to integrate existing podcasts into distance learning. And frankly, we're going to say distance learning a lot today, but if you're going back to the classroom, this obviously can still be used in your classroom and would, would be amazing, but we're going to talk a lot about distance learning today. So we're going to talk about lesson plan ideas for existing podcasts. Then we're going to talk about taking it to the next level, how to record audio yourself to teach lessons and how you can get your students to start recording audio or podcast episodes for to show what they know. And then third, we're going to talk about Marshall's new pod course and how they are using audio as a learning tool for kids and how you can get your hands on that. So are you ready, Marshall? Shall we talk about integrating existing podcasts into distance learning? Let's do it. Okay, so how do you find podcasts? What would you say if a teacher's teaching? Well, let's start with Tumble. They're teaching a science yeah. concept. How could they go and find a podcast episode that they could use within their classroom? Right. So if you're using um, Tumble to teach science, we have uh, we have episodes just about like pretty much everything. The, at the moment, our episodes aren't indexed by topic, but you can search for you know, certain things, like say you're doing ecosystems, you could search Tumble ecosystems and find episodes about that we've done about an ecosystem and how it works and so on and so forth. The thing I like about your podcast, and I'm not to interrupt you, but it's super kid and teacher friendly. I think teachers get overwhelmed just going to the podcast store and searching ecosystems because it's like, is this appropriate for young kids? Is this appropriate for right. high school? Is this going to have explicit content? I mean, it's kind of nerve wracking to curate it all. So I think what's really nice about your podcast is we know it's safe for kids. Yeah. Yeah. And on that topic, we are members of a, a sort of kids podcasting collective called Kids Listen, which, you know, there are all sorts of podcasts on just about every topic you can imagine, um, history, storytelling, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you're teaching kids younger than 12, you can go on kidslisten.org, I believe. Let me just make sure that's right. <laughs> yeah, kidslisten.org and find... Um, just pretty much anything there is okay. It's been vetted for quality and for um, age appropriateness. And it's it's all there. That's amazing. Yeah. I did not know that tool existed. And, and the thing I'm thinking right now is that as I'm talking to teachers, they're so stressed. They don't know what is going to happen over the next few months. And I love tools like this kidslisten.org because if you're having a bad day or you're 
your lesson goes wrong or the tool you're working on isn't working or whatever, like this is a great tool to keep in your back pocket to be like, okay, we're all going to go, we're going to listen to this audio together, or I want everyone to go to this link and listen to this audio. And it's an easy back, like what I kind of like to call the back pocket tool. Yeah. So it'd be a great, a great thing to have there. And also then obviously to start integrating into your lesson. So thanks for sharing that tool with us. And I can add, you know, in terms of, for those of you who are in person, we have heard from teachers who've used Tumble in the classroom during transition times. So like, you know, if you want your kids to be like, if you got a cleanup section in your day and you want your kids to kind of be quiet while they do it, you put on the podcast and then everybody's motivated to listen, like be quiet and listen and clean up their desk. Yes. So we we kind of can think of this as it depends on how deep you want to go, right? Like you could just use this in transitions. You could use this as just honestly a time filler. If you have to have five hours of online learning for your students every day, this could be a great kind of time filler, or you could dig deeper. So let's talk a little bit about digging deeper and what that might look like as you're planning a lesson around an audio, um, a piece of audio material. So let's see, I guess here would be a good spot to mention a a tool that I really like that uh, we've worked with before. It's called ListenWise. And basically they, what they do is they take audio content and they have sort of like just built in, ready to go out of the box lesson plans to go with audio content that include uh, listening questions, like comprehension questions, and also um, uh, discussion questions. So, you know, I know ListenWise, like they mostly work with districts. So if your school district doesn't subscribe to ListenWise, you know, you can maybe nag the technology person to do that. But Uh, also, you know, you can take a lot of the wisdom that they've employed and sort of make it into a lesson plan. So like, you know, I always would recommend, uh, just writing maybe eight to 10 listening comprehension questions. You know, if you're going to have your kids listen to a whole episode, like let's say it's 15 minutes, like tumbles between 10 and 20 minutes, but you know, some podcasts get quite long. I would honestly never recommend assigning more than 15 minutes of listening Yep, tops. But so just like as you're planning your lesson, listen through to the episode and write uh, eight to 10 questions that are sort of getting at, getting at whether they understood the content, but trying to, you know, go a little bit deeper with it. So, you know, don't just say at minute, f- you know, 554, Marshall said blank, fill in the blank. But rather, you know, if the concept is about ecosystems, right, something about like, at one point, this person says this, what does that mean? Those, those types of, you know, mm-hmm. just like a little bit more deeper and engaging questions so that you can kind of track that they're listening, but also, you know, kind of encourage them to engage with the material and not just. And this is no, this is no different than really, if you think about it, doing a, a high quality read aloud in your classroom. Yeah. What would you do if you were going to sit down with your kids and read them a book? The first thing you would do is a preview. You would ask for background knowledge. You would have the kids answer, write questions that they want answered. I mean, I think it is so similar to yeah. a read aloud that you're about. Yeah, to. It, it really is. And I mean, if you know how to do that already, then you're at, you're set. It's just you you don't have to do the reading aloud yourself. <laughs> well, and I also, if you are a teacher who needs to do this planning and 
this is a great thing for you to put your headphones on and go for a walk while you're lesson planning. And you can just keep notes on your phone. If you're listening on your phone and you're walking, as you're you're walking, you can stop and write the questions in your notes section so that you're getting outside as well and that you're not just sitting in front of the screen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And in terms of, you know, planning your lesson with your students, you could have them go on walks. You could have them go outside. You could have them like go listen while they're walking around the block and then come back and engage with the listening comprehension questions. Another thing um, that we've done with kids is, you know, while you're listening, you can draw or you can color, you can doodle, you can, you know, sort of ask them to take active notes while they're listening in just a more free form kind of fun way. If they need a fidget like stick, if they need sensory things. That's one thing I really like about audio, even for myself, is that I love that if I'm listening to an audio book or a podcast, I can be up and doing something with exactly. my hands and moving yeah. around. And I, f- I feel like in this so in this time where we're all like sitting in front of screens all day doing like Zoom chats and et cetera, it, you know, I just find my eyes get super fatigued. And it's yes. really nice to have something where you don't have to be looking in order to engage with it. Yeah. Love it. Before we wrap this section up, also, if your district doesn't have ListenWise, I'm going to link, we have a landing page. We're going to talk about a lot of different resources. So if you go to educators2educators.com backslash 81, you're going to find a landing page for this podcast episode where I'm going to have the links for all the things, all the things Marshall's telling us about. And also... Um, we're going to give you all link to Heather Campbell, who's one of our community managers. She has an awesome TPT product for using podcasts in the classroom. Uh, It's super affordable. I think it's a couple dollars and she has a lot of great resources there too. So I'll share the Heather's out. You'll have listen wise. Um, So again, all these resources we're going to talk about are going to be at educators to educators.com backslash 81. And then We're going to move forward now, and Marshall's going to talk about taking podcasts to the next level where you are the one recording the audio or your students. So this may sound intimidating, (laughs) but Marshall and I put together a list of three kind of tiers of how you could do this. So I'll share the first one, and then I'm going to hand it to Marshall. So the first thing you could do if you wanted to record yourself making audio for your students. Maybe you're making a podcast episode or you just want to teach a lesson. I think a lot of teachers feel pressure with distance learning to make videos and you don't have to be on camera all the time. As a matter of fact, being off camera and just having your voice could be extremely powerful for your students. And so the easiest way that you could do this is by using, maybe if you're using Zoom or Google Hangouts or your classroom, turn your video off and just teach using your voice. So you could use Zoom in a powerful way and just eliminate that video. You could um, tell students, okay, I actually want you to lay on the floor or get in your favorite yoga position and I'm just going to speak. We're not going to be using our cameras. Get them away from that screen. So that's if you're the teacher. But if you want your students to create audio, you could have them simply as a homework assignment write an intro to a podcast, to a podcast trailer. Uh, Marshall has taught this before, but you write a a podcast trailer and you could ask your students to just share that audio out live on Zoom to their fellow classmates. So back to ecosystems, maybe you tell them, okay, 
I want you to pretend like you have a podcast, you're doing an episode on ecosystems. What would that trailer, you know, what would the beginning of that podcast look like? Maybe they write a whole podcast episode. And instead of worrying about the technology of how they actually have to record the audio, you could just have them do that on Zoom. Again, turning those cameras off and just using the voice and the student can share that out. So Marshall and I were thinking that would be a great intro if you're kind of nervous about the recording technology. Now let's take it to the next level. And Marshall, what, how would you say if, if you wanted to have, and we'll talk in a second about best practices of how to do this, but let's talk technology first. How do you recommend that teachers and students could use a smartphone or a device to actually record a trailer? Or an well, right. So the, the first, the first and easiest thing to do is pretty much every smartphone has a, just a built-in voice memo app. You don't have to download anything. You don't have to buy anything. It's just there. And in fact, you know, when we interview scientists for Tumble, that's mostly what they record themselves with. So when we get audio from scientists, it's usually from their smartphones. So you could, you know, if you wanted to give, a, give students an assignment to make a trailer or even just to respond to, say, like a discussion prompt or something like that and do it via audio, you could just have them record themselves on voice memo. And then all of those voice memo apps have options to share the audio, export it to email or, you know, text message, WhatsApp, whatever. I don't know if you want your students sending you text messages, but... <laughs> Well, you could use, um, have them uploaded into Google Drive. Yes. I mean, there's so many ways they can share that audio. And for teachers that have to read a lot, how amazing would it be if you just listened to your kids talk yeah. to you? I mean, that, that would be just like such, such a, uh, uh, I don't know, just easier way to interact with your students and check in with like, are you actually getting this than say, posting a discussion question on Google Classroom that then they have to respond to in text, and then you're having to go through this huge thread of 200 responses to a single question just to check for understanding. Yeah, absolutely. So you can use any kind of voice memo app on your phone. And then you were talking about a technology anchor that you've used. Yeah, so there's a podcast or an, an app called Anchor. And what they do, it's kind of an all-in-one uh app that's, I think, Android and iPad and iPhone. So basically, you know, whatever platform the kids are using. And it can record, or they can record, edit, and publish a podcast that then is like published and hosted. And it actually, it can be listened to on like Apple podcast or Stitcher, you know, wherever. So you could use Anchor to have all the kids in your class record something, edit it, and then upload it for really the whole world to see. We did, at, at the American School for Barcelona, we did a, uh, a, a guest day where we kind of guided a fourth grade class through the process of making and uh, publishing their own podcast trailers for their own podcast, their own podcast topic. And uh, it, it was honestly really fun. The kids had a blast with it. Uh, there were some really crazy, hilarious topics they were talking about. Like there was the Unicorn podcast and, you know, all kinds of amazing stuff that they could do with Anchor. And I was actually, you know, I, I, I shouldn't be astonished with this. I've been hanging out with 11-year-olds since 2003 in one way or another. <laughs> but I, I was yeah. always... 
astonished at how quick they figured out how to make this app do exactly what they wanted to do and just how focused and uh, professional, honestly, these kids were in producing some really awesome sounding stuff in literally just 45 minutes. They just don't have the fear that adults have. Isn't it amazing? I mean, my daughter just started making these, I don't even know how she's doing it with these like characters. And she takes like screenshots of these characters and creates a whole story into a video and like makes it into an animation. And she's wow. Like it just blew my mind when she showed me, I knew she was working on it. And then we had like a little premiere at our house where she showed it to my husband and I, and like, I just kept looking at my husband, like I cannot believe first of all, the detailed and the time commitment it took, you know, people are like, Oh, kids are on their devices too much. No, she spent hours creating this story and the detail that went into it and the editing and and they just don't have the fear we have as adults and they figure stuff out it it just blows my mind and they i mean the the speed with which they can learn stuff and i mean i I, yes it's you know i've always been kind of a like get out of the kids way type of educator as much as i i could be you know yeah but really when you when you let them set them loose on something and give them something that really engages their passion and interest oh wow wow it's amazing what comes out like yeah i really believe in the power of podcasts my kids both listen to podcasts on their alexas as they go to sleep at night and it's amazing to me just a year later how they'll be like oh yeah uh, they'll teach me something about the world and i'll be like how do you know that (laughs) they're like oh i heard it on wow in the world or now they're gonna say they heard it on tumble but (laughs) that's 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 what they learned about the koala poop thing (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, So yeah, get out of their way. Don't let your own fears about this technology stand in their way. Let's take a step back for a second and let's kind of go through this. And then I want to talk about this pod course that I think will be a great tool for teachers. So if you've never used a podcast, you don't listen to podcasts, start with Tumble. (laughs) Go Even if you don't teach science and you teach reading, there's, you can do good comprehension over there. Go find a couple of topics and try to use it in your distance learning or your classroom and just assign, okay, we're all going to listen to this. Start there and do a podcast a week. So that could kind of be your baseline. The next thing you do is have, you know, this more integrated in your lesson where you go through and you write good comprehension questions or you use the tool from ListenWise or you use Heather's podcast tools. Then... Your next step could be, okay, now we're going to create. We've been listening to these podcasts. We've been learning from them. Now we're all going to create our own episode and turn it into a project. And you can be a role model. You can create audio. Um, So I think that's kind of the three stages that you could go through with your students. And then again, don't be afraid to just only use audio for your teaching. You can pre-record audio that your students have in a Google Drive folder to reinforce learning. Um, Don't feel like you have to be on video all the time. Did I miss anything in that recap, Marshall? No, I don't think so, though. It actually occurred to me that I forgot to mention that we do have curriculum packages for some Tumble episodes like right now that are available. And they've actually been available for free since uh, COVID came out. So you can... You can go and use, I I forget what our coupon code is. I'll I'll give it to you for the landing page. Okay. This landing page is going to be like a gold mine. It's going to have a lot of stuff on it. (laughs) (laughs) 
Speaking of a gold mine, oh my goodness, talk about this pod course that you just wrapped up. It sounds yeah, incredible. Yeah, so we just finished making it and it's being released right now. It's coming out on the Himalaya Learning Platform, which Himalaya Learning Platform is like an educational platform, but the, it's all audio only. And so they have a bunch of courses up there that are mostly geared towards adults. Um, ours, though, is the only one they have that's geared towards children. And what it is, is, you know, we're taking advantage of some of the major advantages that audio offers, which is, you know, first of all, it can be a lot more immersive than video can be. Um, And second of all, the listener can be doing something else while you're talking to them. So what we're doing is we're kind of guiding kids through discovering the wildlife of their home. It's called the Wildlife of Your Home pod course on Himalaya Learning. And what that means is uh, a scientist by the name of Rob Dunn uh, did a major research project in which he basically took a survey of all the species that live with humans in human houses. And he did that both on kind of a macro level, so looking at larger things like, you know, rodents and insects and spiders and stuff like that, uh, but also microbes. And so he... I, I'm My back is like curling, <laughs> thinking, I don't know if I want to know this. I don't know if I want to know this. <laughs> well, the the overall message is that you know, our, our <laughs> homes, just like everything else in the world, are actually part of kind of interconnected ecosystems. And there's actually lots of species of animal and microbe that specifically evolved to live with us. Hmm. And cool. some of them are things that we really don't want living with us, but some of them are actually things that we should encourage, like uh, house centipedes and spiders. As horrifying as they might be, they're actually helping keep mosquitoes out of your bedroom. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I can, I can get used to this yeah. idea. So <laughs> that that's what, one of the lessons is I think to take a degree of wonder to the living things that live in your house. So um, we sort of guide the kids through uh, finding all the creatures in your house and also um, helping them participate in Rob's study uh, because he has a, a citizen science a project that the kids can join and become part of uh, throughout the course. And we sort of guide them through the steps of doing that and also through the steps of just understanding how all of the animals that live in your house are connected to each other in some way. That is so, so cool. Yeah. So how long does it take students to or kids to get through the course? Well, in total, um, we have 10 episodes that are ranging between 10 and 15 minutes. So I would say it's about 150 minutes of audio total. But there's lots of there's lots of doing in the process of listening. So, you know, one thing we've built into the course is lots of opportunities to pause if you need more time to do the thing you're supposed to be doing. And every episode comes with uh, worksheets and other activities that you can take away from the episode that you can do while you're not even listening. So that is amazing. Sounds very cool. And I would love to tell our listeners how they can find more information. Again, we'll put it on that landing page. But how could you get this pod course? How does it work for teachers and students? Uh, so if you go to learning.himalaya.com slash tumble, 
that takes you to the sign up page and you can enroll in in the course that way at the moment uh okay. the the Himalaya learning platform doesn't have like it's not classroom optimized so you kind of can't create like it's not like Kahoot or something where you can create a classroom that then all your students join but we do our, our workaround for that right now is for teachers who are planning to use the course we have uh, coupon codes so that their students can log in for free perfect so they would purchase the course it sounds like you have a couple different purchasing op- options which are super affordable. I'm sure your school would be able to reimburse you for that. So you can purchase it as a teacher and then you could use the coupon code for your students for free once you've purchased it. Yeah, as a teacher. exactly. And the, the, the Himalaya learning platform is operating. You can enroll in a, one course and just buy that one course, or you can pay a monthly fee to have access to all their courses. At the moment, you know, the ours is the only one that's probably that's kid friendly. Everything else is geared towards adults and, uh, you know, Hey, adult teachers, they like to learn too. So, (laughs) so yeah, I love that option. So we'll link that as well. And then for all of our E2E members, Marshall is so amazing. He's giving you a coupon code to take the course for $0 for free for you and your students. So on that landing page, there'll be a form for you to fill out if you're an E2E member, and then we will send you that very special coupon code if you are an E2E member. So thank you for giving that to our members. I know they're really going to appreciate it. I can think of a couple of science teachers that are going to go crazy (laughs) over this podcast. (laughs) Anything else, Marshall, you want to tell us about your podcasts, your pod course, anything else you want to leave our listeners with? Well, today? I mean, I guess just the one thing I will say since I put the pod course together is I, I've completely changed my relationship to bugs. And it's like, it used to be you would see a moth in the kitchen and be like, ah, kill it. But now, <laughs> now I get really excited and I take a picture of it and I examine it and then I kill it. So it's a big... <laughs> It's it's a big transformation, oh, I and it. and I love you know I, I have a six year old son, and since he hasn't done the pod course with me, but I've been basically testing out everything on him, and it's I I love the way he he's become the kid that a spider jumps on his hand, and he's like gently just looking at it and not like jerking away and saying you and I I just I feel so proud of that. Oh, I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming to chat with us on the E2E podcast. It's been fun to get to know you and all of you that are signed up for that October 3rd conference, the Teacher Fall Reboot. Marshall is going to be a presenter, a new presenter for E2E. So make sure you catch his presentation on October 3rd. Marshall, thank you so much. And I look forward to a long relationship between Tumble and E2E. Me too. It's been a real pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for joining us for today's podcast episode here at E2E. If you haven't signed up for Teacher Fall Reboot, make sure you head over and do that. That is October 3rd. It's a completely free and online conference for teachers. We're talking all things financial literacy and Marshall is presenting at that conference. So make sure you sign up at educators2educators.com backslash register. Until next time, my friends, keep on teaching on.